I'm going to be teaching more than preaching this morning. That is not a sign to switch off. Um, please don't. Uh, because you'll miss out. This morning we're going to be talking about misplaced trust. Misplaced trust. Throughout the ages, people have put their trust in many things. It's a very long list. From the earliest times, those who did not believe in God have put their trust in idols because God put in something in us to actually worship Him. And so there is, is a push for us to worship something. Um, and if we don't choose God, then the next is some sort of an idol. And some have put their trust in their armies, the armies of their nation, their kingdom. And some have put their trust in charismatic leaders, people who seem to know everything and, uh, and, and be a great leader that will lead them into the next era, the next age. People have put their, um, their faith and their trust in military superiority. Like they're better than, than the, the nations around them. Put their faith in fortresses and strongholds. Safe, secure from anyone who would try to come and conquer them. People put their faith in banks. People put their faith in their investments, the properties that they own. Things that seem safe, secure, always going up. People have put their faith in the stock market, in religious leaders who are just men and women like the rest of us. They're not infallible. People have put their faith in cults and in false religions. People have put their faith in friends. People have put their faith in family. People put their faith in their business partners, in their accountants, in police, in new technology, in nature, in sports stars and in sports teams, in movie stars, in political and national leaders, and in possessions and wealth. And also people put their trust in themselves, their own strength, their own wisdom, their own health, their own might. And every single one of these things has let people down in one way or another over the course of history. People that put their trust in idols have seen their nations destroyed, have seen their crops fail. They pray to them but nothing happens because the idols are not God. They cannot change things. They're deaf, they're dumb, they can't see, they can't hear. They're just work of men's hands. People put trust in their armies and armies, well, one side's always got to lose. And so armies will always let you down at one point or another. Charismatic leaders, people put their faith in them and they've been led astray. They've been led to, um, to do things that they would not have normally done because it seemed good and right. They were convinced by to do the wrong thing by these leaders who seem to have it all together. People have been let down by military superiority. The, the nation of Assyria were, conquered the world. The nation of Greece conquered the world. The nation of Rome conquered the world. The nation of Babylon conquered the world at the time. 
But then there was always someone who came and conquered them in the end. Or their, their strength fell apart. People put their faith in fortresses and strongholds. How many broken down castles and the remains of castles do you see nowadays? They are not worthy to put trust in, no matter how strong they are. People put their faith and their trust in banks. Well, banks... Banks can, can fall flat. Banks can, can uh, go bust. People can put their faith in investments and in properties. And things like COVID-19 have taught us that you can't just put your faith in those kind of things either because everything is variable. People put their faith in the stock market. And, well, there have been crashes. Stock market crashes. It seemed like everything was going up and up and up and then everything went down very quickly and led to uh, lots of people being in huge financial stress, losing everything that they owned and perhaps more. People put their faith in religious leaders who are not and never will be God, but they're men and women and they are fallible and they can do the wrong thing and they can lead the people that are following them in the wrong way, away from God rather than towards them. People put their faith in cults and in false religions, and they have let them down. There have been mass suicides. There have been um, um, forced suicides that have happened in cults and things like that, simply because they put their faith and their trust in the wrong thing. People have lost their lives. People have put their trust in their friends. And friends are not always going... Friends are human too. And friends can make the wrong decisions. Friends can be selfish. Friends can not be there when you need them the most. Same with family. People have put their faith and their trust in their family. But their children can do the wrong thing by them. And... And... Uh, and, 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 and cheat them out of their, their money. Or parents can do the wrong thing by their children. They can, they can leave. They can do terrible things. Family can let you down. Business partners can let you down and have done in many cases historically across the world. Because people are people and people can get greedy. People put their faith in accountants and in creative accounting, accountancy. Um, also known as, as, as stealing. Um, but um, people have put their faith in accountants and accountants have, have, have absconded with millions, thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars. People put their faith in police, but police are people as well. And individual police members have failed and done so in, in a spectacular uh, and, and horrible fashion. People have put their faith in new technology. Well, never do that. <laughs> because new technology will let you down. New technology usually has faults and flaws. People have put their faith in nature and everything natural. It's the answer to everything. But there are cyclones. There are hurricanes. There are droughts. There is hail. There's fire. Nature will let you down. People who put their faith in sports stars and sports teams. I don't know 
of any sports team that has won everything all the time. It's an impossibility. And if you're going to put your faith and your trust in that, then you're going to be very disappointed and live a very roller coaster life. People put their faith in movie stars, but movie stars, well, they're people. And they have their own faults and their own failings. And many of them self-destruct quite spectacularly. Political and national leaders, we can put our faith and our trust in them, but they're only listening to what the people say most of the time. And the people who shout the loudest, they're not always going to do the right thing by you individually. People put their faith in their possessions and in their wealth. I know that there was a parable of a rich man who did the same thing. And uh, God said, well, your life's going to be taken away. <laughs> and, uh, and what are you going to do then? People put their, their faith in themselves, and it happens a lot today. Their own strength, their wisdom, their health, their might, because they don't believe in God, then, well, hey, I'm great. I'll believe in myself. I'll put my trust in myself. But sickness happens. Accidents happen. And, and then they find that they're not as great as they thought they were. They weren't as invincible as they thought they were. There is not one single thing on this earth that is solid and sure, that's unshakable, that we can put our trust in and never be let down. Absolutely nothing at all. That's not an exhaustive list what I came There's There's more that people can put their faith and their trust in. But every single thing at one stage or another has failed, whoever has put their trust in that. There's only one and only one that we can put our trust in. Jeremiah chapter 17 and verse 5 starts, Thus says the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusts in man. It's not just saying that it's unwise, but it's saying cursed be the man that trusts in man and makes flesh his arm and his heart departs from the Lord. For he shall be like the heath in the desert and shall not see when good comes, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land and not inhabited. Blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters and that spreads out her roots by the river and shall not see when heat comes, but her leaf shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. God has a way of looking after his people when we put our faith and our trust in him. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. It wants to trust in other things. The stuff that we can see, hear, feel, touch, that is, is what's in the front of our minds and, and sometimes in our hearts. And that can be easy to trust in what we can see and what seems to be good and right in where we are right now. But our heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. The Lord has called us to trust in him. Our trust should not be in other people. Our trust should not be in our own hearts or ourselves either. What does the Bible say about misplaced trust? Isaiah, we're going to go through a few scriptures this morning. Isaiah 31 and 1. Woe to them that go down to Egypt for help. 
They stay on horses and trust in chariots because they are many, and in horsemen because they are very strong. But they look not unto the Holy One of Israel, neither see the Lord. When we trust in the Lord, when we look to Him, we don't need to trust in anything else because He has got everything in hand. We don't have to to trust in in military might or, or the fact that our nation is secure. We trust in the Lord. Isaiah 42 and 17, They shall be taken back, they shall be greatly ashamed, that trust in graven images, that say to the modern images, Ye are our gods. I said it earlier that they don't do anything. They've just been formed, they've been carved, whatever, um, they, however they were made, but they're just a thing. They're, they're just a, a piece of, of, a blob of whatever. And people turn to them and pray to them and, 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 and think of them as their gods. Even today, in many cultures, it's still quite common. Take ye heed in Jeremiah 9 and 4. Take ye heed every one of his neighbor. And trust you not in any brother. For every brother will utterly supplant. And every neighbor will walk with slanders. We can't put our faith and our trust in other people. Because God is the only one who is sure, who is steadfast, who will never let us down. Jeremiah 46 and 25. The Lord of hosts, the God of Israel says, Behold, I will punish the multitude of No and Pharaoh and Egypt with their gods and their kings, even Pharaoh and all that trust in him. Kings, political leaders, you can't put your faith and your trust in them. Ezekiel 33 and 13. When I shall say to the righteous that he shall surely live, if he trusts to his own righteousness and commit iniquity, all his righteousnesses shall not be remembered, but for his iniquity that he has committed, he shall die. We can't trust in our own holiness or in our own righteousness because righteousness comes from God. Micah 7.5 Trust you not in a friend, put you not confidence in a guide. Keep the doors of your mouth from her that lies in your bosom because they can and sometimes will let you down. John 5.45 Do not think, this is Jesus talking, that I will accuse you to the Father, talking to the Pharisees. There is one that accuses you, even Moses, in whom you trust. For if you had believed Moses, you would have believed me, for he wrote of me. But if you believe not his writings, how shall you believe my words? They trusted in a figure who was used of God way back when. If you trust in people instead of God... See, Moses believed in God, but they believed in Moses. And they trusted in him. They trusted in his writings, but they did not trust in God himself. They would have recognized Jesus if they had trusted in God. 2 Corinthians 1.9 But we had the sentence of death in ourselves, that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God which raises the dead. He raises the dead both physically and also spiritually. We were dead. We did not know God. We did not know Jesus. And we put our faith and our trust in other things, but every single one of those let us down. Every single one. First Timothy 6 and 17. Charge them that are rich in this world that they be not hide-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. 
So the only one we can and should place our trust in is Jesus. He's the only one that will never let us down. No matter how bad the situation is around us, he has everything in control. When things seem to spiral out of control, we can start to want to put our trust in something other than God. In fact, when things go out of control, so often when these things fail us, people start to blame God. And we can find ourselves also saying, God, why did you let that happen? Well, you just trust in the Lord and you see what happens. The psalm, there's a, a psalm about David that illustrates this perfectly. And if you have your Bibles, if you could turn there. This is Psalm chapter 37. It's a psalm of David. David was known as a man of God, a man who put his faith and his trust in God and always came back to God whenever he got things wrong. And he saw a whole heap of things happen during his life. But at the end of his life, he was able to pen these words. Fret not yourself, don't be afraid because of evildoers. Neither be envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. David had seen it many times in his lifetime. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shall you dwell in the land and truly you shall be fed. God looks after his people when they trust in him. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth your righteousness as the light, and your judgment as the noonday. He's going to be with you in every situation and in every circumstance. Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself, don't be afraid because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked devices to pass. Don't be afraid of what's going on in the world. Don't be afraid of the people that, that seem to be powerful um, against God or, or seem to be rich and, and, and mighty. Don't be afraid of them or what they can do. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself in any wise to do evil. For evildoers shall be cut off. But those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. There are promises to those that trust in God. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall not be. Yes, you shall diligently consider his place, and it shall not be. There is always going to be a judgment to the wicked and to those who don't follow God. But the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. The wicked plots against the just and gnashes upon him with his teeth. The Lord shall laugh at him, for he sees that his day is coming. If only we could see things through God's eyes. If only we understood that no matter what's happening out there, there's nothing worth putting our faith and our trust in. If only we could see that and realize that in our lives. The wicked have drawn out the sword and have bent their bow to cast down the poor and needy, and to slay such as be of upright conversation, those that live righteously, those that live good. Their swords shall enter into their own heart, and their bows shall be broken. A little that a righteous man has is better than the riches of many wicked. Don't chase after riches, church. Don't chase after being 
having money, having possessions, because it's going to let you down. It's better to put your faith and your trust in the Lord. Because there is a better reward than, than having riches in this life. With riches comes trouble, but with God there comes peace. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholds the righteous. The Lord knows the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time, and in the days of famine they shall be satisfied. God provides for his people. God provides for those that put their trust in him. But the wicked shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord shall be as the fat of lambs. They shall consume, into smoke shall they consume away. The wicked, wicked borrows and pays not again, but the righteous shows mercy and gives. For such as be blessed of him shall be inherit the earth, and they that be cursed of him shall be cut off. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. When you put your faith and your trust in things that aren't God, you're going to get cast down. You're going to get disappointed. You're going to reach the end of your rope because you're putting your faith and your trust in the wrong thing. And the only sure thing is that it will let you down. But the Lord upholds his people with his hand. He lifts us up above the floodwaters. And David talks and says, I have been young and now am old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. He was king. He knew his people. He knew God's people. And he knew that God looks after his people. He is ever merciful and lends. And his seed is blessed. Depart from evil and do good and dwell forevermore. For the Lord loves judgment and forsakes not his saints. They are preserved forever, but the seed of the wicked shall be cut off. And it goes on, and it goes on, and it goes on. I, in verse 35, I've seen the wicked in great power and spreading himself like a green bay tree, but he passed away. And though he was not, yes, I saw him, but he could not be found. Mark the perfect man and behold the upright, for the end of that man is peace. But once again, the transgressors shall be destroyed together. The end of the wicked shall be cut off. But the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble. And the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in him. If you're going through something this morning, if you're going through trials, tribulations, if you don't know which way is up, put your faith and your trust in the Lord because he's got you in his hands. He won't ever let you down. Doesn't mean that everything is going to go perfect. Doesn't mean that that you're never going to go through any disappointments in life. But it does mean that you've got someone there right with you who is helping you, who is strengthening you, who is uplifting you, who is letting you know that everything is going to be okay. Don't let yourself be swayed by the people in the world that seem to have it all. Don't be afraid of wicked people who would try to hurt you. There's nothing that we need to be afraid of. Literally nothing that we need to be afraid of. It says in the New Testament, if God be for us, who can be against us? I believe that's in Ephesians chapter 4. David, who wrote this psalm, had enemies throughout his lifetime, 
literally chasing him to the ends of the earth. He had his own son forcefully take over the kingdom. And yet, God kept him through everything, sometimes miraculously and sometimes through David's own wisdom that he had given him. And at the end of his life, he was still able to write these words of faith and trust in his God. Situations and trials will sometimes bring us down, particularly if they are over months or years or decades. But as David said or sang so well, anyone who trusts in the Lord and follows his ways will never be let down. People, anything else that we trust in, will always let us down, sooner or later. You might be good for a while, but they're going to let you down. Nobody, nothing in this world is ever perfect. But God will never let us down. And he has given us great and precious promises. What are some of God's promises that we can take to the bank? Let's just go through a few. Proverbs 3 and 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Isn't that amazing? that we put our trust in the Lord and he will show us the right way to take. He will keep us from things that will hurt us and harm us and he will direct us in the way of righteousness. Proverbs 29 and 25, the fear of man brings a snare, but whoso puts his trust in the Lord shall be safe. We don't have to be afraid of anybody in this earth. We just put our trust in the Lord and there is safety. There is peace. There is a knowledge that he has got us right in the palm of his hand. Proverbs 30 and 5. Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. A shield. He keeps things from hitting us. He keeps the the enemy from hitting us. He keeps those that would try to harm us from, from harming us. He is our shield. He goes before us. He protects us. 1 Corinthians 10 and 13. There has no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, trustworthy, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. If you've got temptation that's really really trying to, to get you to give in to the pressure and follow it, God if you put your trust in him, we'll make a, way, make a way to escape, make a way to get out of that. You still have a choice to make, but he makes a way to escape, to get out of that temptation. You can never say that I couldn't help it because God has made a way. First John 1 and 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The things that we've done wrong in our life, if we confess them to him, if we repent, if we turn away from that way of life, then he will forgive them. Forgive us everything we've ever done in our life and cleanse us, make us pure, make us holy, make us right once again. That is a great and a precious promise. Philippians 4 and 19 
But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. God is not a pauper. God is able to provide everything that we need. He hasn't promised to give us riches, but he has promised to supply our need through him. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children, to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. To anyone who follows what God asks them to do, if you repent, if you turn away from the sins, the things that you know you've done wrong, and you get baptized in Jesus' name for the washing away, the removal of that sins, then he promises us that he will give us the Holy Spirit. Having Jesus living inside of us, having the Spirit of God living inside of us, if, you, if you've never experienced that, you, you have no idea what you're missing out on. Because he directs, he helps, he guides, he leads. He speaks to us. He lets us know when we're going down the wrong path. He draws us closer to him. He is a friend that sticks closer than any brother. First Timothy 1, 15. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. Jesus came and died for each and every one of us. He came to save sinners. He came to save those who weren't doing the right thing. And Paul understood this. He persecuted the church. He was a pretty wicked man against the church. He thought he was doing the right thing, but he got it wrong. And he's saying, Jesus was able to bring me into his kingdom. He's there to save every sinner. No matter what you've done, no matter how many times you've done it, he is able to save you. 1 Corinthians 15 and 51. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. That is a promise that has not yet come to pass, but for his people, the ones who put their trust in him, it's going to happen. People have, have tried to say, well, it's going to be now. It's going to be now. They've all been wrong, but his promise is still coming to pass. He has promised it. He has said that he's not going to tell anyone what the day and the time is, but that is a promise we can take to the bank. He is coming back for his church. He's coming back for us, church, if we will keep following and putting our faith and our trust in him. He's going to take us away from this wicked world into his kingdom. First Thessalonians 4 and 16. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. We don't need to worry if we're following Jesus and and we die because he has got a plan for that. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. There is eternal salvation ahead of us, church. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. The, the church in Thessalonica was going through quite 
a bad time. And they were going through tribulations and trials, but there's comfort in knowing that Jesus is coming. Jesus was coming and is coming to raise them up and raise us up with them. Revelation 22 and 12, Jesus is saying, And behold, I come quickly. Truly, the time is closer than it has ever been for Jesus to come back and take his church. We need to make sure we're ready. We need to make sure that we're putting our faith and our trust in Jesus. And my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. Let's make sure that we are close to him, that we are walking in his ways, that we're looking for his coming because it will come to pass. Don't listen to those that, that, that say, well, <laughs> well, you know, these people said it was going to happen now, you know, in, in the 1800s, in the 1900s. But they were all wrong. Yeah, they were. And the Bible talks about there being scoffers who, who will, will say, you know, where, where is this coming? You know, it, it's been prophesied so long ago, over 2,000 years ago. But he has promised it in his word. Everything that he has said, everything that he has prophesied has come to pass or is about to come to pass. We can put our faith and our trust in him, church. He will always do what he said he's going to do. What will trust in God bring? Well, you're going to notice, you're going to recognize this list if you know you know the passage. What will trust in God bring? It will bring us peace, even in the middle of tribulations and storms. Freedom from worry and anxiety because we know how he has everything in control. It will bring us joy, even though everything is going wrong because we know that he is with us. We know that he's got everything in control. It will bring love even while we are being actively hated by others. It will bring long-suffering because we know that he holds our future in his hands. It will bring gentleness when we would normally want to go in with all guns blazing to change the situation that we're in. He will give us the right way to handle it. It will bring us goodness. We will keep doing what's right no matter how bad the trial gets. It will bring us faith that he will keep you through this and bring you victorious to the other side of the trial. Anyone who's been walking with God any length of time will be able to say, God kept me through this, through that, through this, through that, through this, through that, because he is a faithful God. He is the one that has held us in his hands. He will bring us meekness, knowing that he will take control of the situation and we don't need to do or say anything to get the victory. It will bring us temperance or self-control, not fighting back and making things worse because we know he is on our side and will fight for us. All of the fruit of the Spirit are either a result of or enhanced by our trust in God. We can trust in God, church. We can trust in God. If you would stand this morning... And if we could all just lift our hands. Lord Jesus, so often we are tempted to put our faith and our trust in the things of this earth. In the things that 
seem to bring us comfort or bring us the assurance that everything's going to be okay. But Lord, through history, everything has failed. Everything has failed somebody at some point. And we have no guarantees, Lord, of that this world is going to travel in the same path that it has or any part of it, Lord. And so I pray, Lord, that if we've put our faith and our trust in the wrong things, that, Lord, we will align ourselves with you this morning. Lord, we need you, Jesus. Without you, we're just wandering. Without you, we're just flitting from thing to thing to put our faith and our trust in. But, Jesus, you are steadfast. You are sure. You're the only rock that we can put our trust in. If we build our lives on you, we're building on a rock. Everything else is sand and we'll get washed away. We'll get destroyed with Jesus. And we will be at a loss to know what to do because we put our faith and our trust in the wrong things. But you are the rock. You are the solid foundation. You are the one that we can always put our faith and our trust in you. And so, Jesus, if we put our faith and our trust in the wrong things, at this time, let us choose to put our trust in you and you alone, Lord, not in you and other things, but in you and in you alone, Jesus. You have never let anyone down yet. You will never let us down. Lord, our disappointments are not because of you. Our failures are not because of you. But you have drawn us close to you. And Lord, may we put our faith and trust in you like we never have before because you are the only true light and guide for us, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord.